Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. It is a Great Bar Sports Open Line. Very happy to uh, have you with us. So, sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski. My wife and I have a battle. Are you a uh, Are you a fan of mustard? The condiment mustard. You know, I like it on a hot dog. Okay. I like yellow mustard, yeah. but that's about it. Don't like, I don't, do not like Dijon mustard at all. I think that's Yeah, I'm not gross. a big Dijon mustard guy. I'll throw a, like mustard and mayo on a, on a, like a lunch meat sandwich. If I've got a hot dog or a brat, I'm a, I'm definitely a mustard guy. So my wife hates mustard. Yeah. We have a four-year-old daughter. My wife had been, I think, trying to keep a mustard away from her. Well, recently I was in charge of lunch a couple times. And I gave her something, and she had seen me eat it with mustard, so she asked about it. So I just got a text from my wife that said that uh, my daughter asked for mustard tonight on whatever they're having. So You've corrupted her. I have corrupted my daughter into liking mustard. That's the uh, that's the breaking news here in uh, in my life. We do uh, welcome you back into the program. Coming up this hour, we got a lot going on. Uh, in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to be joined by Jake Asman. He is a uh, host based in New York, does a lot of Jet stuff. We're going to talk uh, Aaron Rodgers with him. Could Rodgers actually play again this year? And uh, then uh, Irvin Munchnik is going to join us later on on the program as well. He uh, wrote a book recently, Getting Into the Dangers of Football Conditioning, and uh, we are going to uh, speak with him. Want to talk a little St. Louis Blues hockey. It feels like it's been forever since they played. That's A lot of teams are having I just Dallas, who the Blues opened against Dallas. They finally played their second game of the season last night. They they The Blues played Dallas, and then Dallas doesn't play again until last night. There must be some mid-season tournament going on, maybe. You know, some international tournament. That's soccer, oh. you smart Alec. Oh, sorry. You get so frustrated. Pajeski, uh, why? Why is City? Why do they have three weeks off? It's it, terrible. It's a, it's an international break, Matt. That that's basically what we yeah, get but out of it. It's one of several breaks they've taken. You yeah. know, where there's tournaments. Soccer's just different. It's just oh, different. Um, hey, look, the NBA wants to be like soccer with their in-season tournaments and stuff like that that they're trying to do. 
Uh, so no, no, uh, no international break leading to the Dallas Stars not playing since uh, since opening night. But the Blues will finally get back on the ice tomorrow after playing their second game on Saturday when they got a shootout win against Seattle. Uh, they did practice earlier today. Craig Berube, uh, Craig Berube, the uh, head coach of the Blues, uh, talking about a number of things. And um, there's been a lot of talk about Alexei Torpchenko. So with uh, with current uh, with Pavel Bujinovich not being available in all likelihood, he hasn't been officially ruled out for tomorrow. But he he's not playing. So the lines have been shuffled. You had Brandon Saad move up to the top line along with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. That opened a spot on the second line. And Alexei Torpchenko is uh, is the guy who's going to get that opportunity here uh, out of the gate. And uh, Berube was talking uh, about uh, Torpchenko and uh, what he brings to the game. I mean, he's so quick to get on pucks. You know, they're going to have more puck touches in the offensive zone because of him. You know, getting in on the forward check and creating those loose pucks and his ability to just get there, you know, on time is so critical. And like I said, he's played he's played good hockey. You know, he's earned an opportunity to move up there right now. Is there, is there more offensive ability in his team? Um, I think there's more finish around the net, you know. Um you know, people are people have the ability to to make plays. They see the ice that way. There's a lot of a lot of players that really don't have that ability. You know, um, it's too early to tell, to be honest with you. But I know that you know him being around the net and um, his big body and stuff like that. So he's going to get some good cracks around there, and for sure he can finish around there. So that second line is Torpchenko, Braden Shin, and then Casper uh, Kapanen uh, being the other uh, individual who's going to be on that second scoring line. And Barubi also talked today about uh, Kapanen and what he's bringing to the team. Great hand shot down and ends. You know, he got a quick one-time there. He's got a good good shot, good, good release and tight. Um, you know, again, he... He's a worker out there, which is good in that bumper hole. you got to be a worker on recoveries and uh, just helping out in situations. So he's he's good at that stuff. Um, you know, he again, he's played real good hockey, deserves the opportunity. Clearly right now, the two things that have gone uh, best for the Blues, their goaltending with Jordan Bennington being really, really good. And then I think from a defensive standpoint, they've really played well defensively, both in standard five on five. The PK has been good as well. Tory Krug is a big part of that. And uh, uh, Craig Berube being asked today about uh, what Krug has done, especially on the PK unit. I mean, he, he, he's he's a competitive guy. He'll he'll eat pucks. You know, he understands the system really well and his job out there. So, I mean, it's basically that's what it boils down to. I mean, uh, with our system, the, you know, that strong side D, got to get out there and then flanks, eat pucks, make sure you got a good stick and understand your two on ones. And he does, he's done a good job of it. And you like keeping those pairs together on on the PJ as well, right? Yeah, for the most part, I think, you know, it's, they're, you know, they've been playing together, used to each other. It's not always going to be that way, but right now it's, it is going that way. One other blues thing, and this is kind of a a weird story and and all the details of it have not uh, come forward. And I look, I'm not the one to really speak on this, but I, I don't think there's any sort of 
major ramifications to this or anything. Uh, but the Blues' top pick from this year's draft in uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, uh, he is no longer going to be playing for the team that he had been playing for in the Swedish Hockey League. Uh, there was a an agreement between the Blues and that team where he was playing there. That was the top men's league in Sweden. Uh, he had played in 10 games, had not recorded a point. His ice time had been going down and down and down. Uh, had played just 44 seconds and just a minute and 35 in recent games, being the 13th forward. And uh, that club made an announcement this morning that the Blues and them decided to break his current contract. It was a two-year deal, and so he's now going to come back to North America, and he's going to play in the uh, Ontario Hockey League this season instead. Uh, Doug Armstrong issued a statement, uh, essentially said, and and I read from the story in the Post-Dispatch, said, after evaluating the situation in Sweden and talking with him and his representatives, we jointly decided that the opportunity to play regular minutes uh, at Sudbury, that's the team he's going to be with, uh, against his peer group in the OHL would be the best thing for his development at this time. We look forward to watching his continued growth as a player. So it just seems like a situation where, it wasn't a fit for him there, and everybody realized it wasn't a fit, and they just went ahead and uh, moved on. I don't think this is any type of indictment of his development or where he's at or what he's going to be or anything like that. Sometimes things just aren't a fit, and this seems to be uh, that. If more details come out about what went on and it changes anything, we'll certainly talk about that. But this uh, certainly caught the attention and got some media coverage today. To me, it's not a huge story based off the details that we know right now um, and and just good on everybody involved for recognizing that, okay, this isn't the best spot for him. So let's go ahead and get him to a spot. That's going to make just a little bit more sense. We are going to shift gears in a big way. Uh, I don't know about you. I have been very interested watching uh, what has happened uh, with the Aaron Rodgers situation in New York, where it looked like he was for sure going to be done for the year with an injury. And then all of a sudden he's out walking around without a, without crutches or anything. And, throwing passes on the sideline and I mean anytime you talk Aaron Rodgers there's always other stuff going on Jake Asman is a uh, host based in New York does a lot of uh, Jets content and uh, he's going to join us coming up in just a moment we'll get his take on all things Aaron Rodgers as we roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. A great bar sports open line rolling on here on a Wednesday night. We're about uh, we're about to go back to the Quiver River Electric guest line and uh, welcome on Jake Asman. He is the host of the Jake Asman Show. Uh, that's on YouTube. He's also a host on uh, ESPN New York. And uh, so one of my favorite things about Jake, the, my new thing that I really enjoy, what's developing right now in sports media is people who do like post-game shows on video and they have a very devoted group of people who watch and listen and participate and it's irreverent and it's fun and it's really cool. We had a Bart Winkler on the other day. He does all that stuff. I enjoy watching that. I love watching Jake's post games uh, after, especially if something notable happens uh, in Jets games and uh, we welcome him onto the program right now. Jake, always appreciate uh, being able to talk to you. How are you? Likewise, Matt. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate the kind words. And I'll tell you what, the, the post games are more fun when the team you cover actually wins. When they lose, it's, it's downright depressing. It might be, but it's more entertaining on my part. I'm not like I, as somebody who hosts post game shows. Trust me, I love hosting post game shows after wins a lot more than I do after losses. So I know how you feel, but I can tell you, as the person who is scrolling through Twitter and sees that you have a live stream going, and I stop to watch, you're going to keep me watching longer after losses than after wins. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll take it because you know what. Uh, business goes on whether the team wins or loses, so we'll take all the views we can get. All right, so is Aaron Rodgers going to play again this year? You know, if you asked me this last week, I would have said no way. I just I don't believe it, but I, I'm sorry. If they're watching him walk around and throw like he wasn't even injured, you know, he's just hanging out at MetLife, tossing passes to just players on the sideline. We know what he's already said, how his intention is to come back and play this year. I, I got to admit, I'm starting to believe that somehow, some way, Maybe it's possible he can actually make it back uh, for the end, you know, towards the end of the regular season. I think so much of it is dependent on where the Jets are at that point. Is Zach Wilson playing well enough where they're with his great defense in the mix for a playoff spot? And if they are and he starts practicing and, and it's one of those things where he really wants to do it, I don't think there's anyone in the Jets organization who's going to tell him no. So I think that's part of this as well. But uh, I'll admit, I didn't buy it until I saw the video of him walking around last week, you know, looking like he was totally fine. It's kind of crazy. 
I, I worked in Wisconsin for years, and so I saw the I, – I use the word distraction, but distractions aren't always negative. Sometimes they can be positive. There's, there's always a circus that follows Aaron Rodgers, and he brings a lot of that along with himself. And we've seen it recently with some of the comments he's made with Pat McAfee, but at the same point, this guy is a legit superstar, and it does feel like he's lifting the Jets even when he's not playing. Is there some truth to that? I really think there is. You know, I think he gets a lot of credit for Zach Wilson going from a guy who was just unplayable last year to a guy, while still not great, is at least playing at a competent level in pretty much all these games besides one. He had the, the one great outlier game against Kansas City on Sunday Night Football, and he had just a horrific performance at home the previous week against the Patriots. But you take out his best game, you take out his worst game, he's been pretty okay, you know, and, and that's <laughs> – that's not terrible considering how awful he was towards the end of last year. I mean, through two years, this guy was statistically the worst quarterback in the league. And I'm not saying he's great, but with this defense and the running game led by Brees Hall and the superstar receiver they have in Garrett Wilson, they're going to be in a lot of games. I mean, they're 3-3 three and three at the bye. There were a lot of Jet fans, Matt, who would have signed for that uh, with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, just given how difficult you know the Jets' schedule was. They played four teams in their first six that won 12-plus games a year ago, including – both the Super Bowl champs and the defending NFC champs, and here they are at 500 with a softer schedule coming up. So, uh, look, Rodgers' impact, I think, has been felt. This team kind of rallied around him. They they obviously you know respect him as a leader, and him just being there, I think, provides a big jolt of energy, and it really helps Zach Wilson out. So I do think his presence has been huge, and Robert Sowell, the Jets head coach, has, has mentioned that and actually texted Aaron Rodgers asking if he could come back a week early because he was supposed to join the team full-time after the Jets bye week next week. And Rodgers got the text from Sowell, and he flew in, and he was on the field before the game, and Jets beat the Eagles. So there's got to be something to it. There's some conspiracy theorists out there. I'm looking at folks maybe like a Mike Florio who think maybe the injury wasn't as bad as was initially reported, and that's going to allow Rodgers to uh, look superhuman and coming back sooner than expected. Do you buy into any of that? You know, I can't say it's ridiculous just because we're talking about a guy who had, you know, a ruptured Achilles and is out there and he's walking around. And I understand he's not 100%. It's not like he's running. He's not, you know, moving side to side. But he's not on crutches. He's not in the boot. And anyone you talk to, I've had some medical experts on, on my YouTube show to ask the same question. They all say it's astonishing where he's at in his recovery. So I don't know if Florio's right that, you know, he didn't actually suffer – you know, a, a torn Achilles tendon. I don't know anything about that, but I just think the the progress that he has already made certainly is something. So I can understand why there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about it. All right. So what's the, for the Jets? Is it really just about them trying to kind of continue to tread water? You mentioned they're they're three and three. They're certainly not out of it in, in terms of trying to get into the playoffs. If they can just kind of muddle forward, stay in the neighborhood of five hundred, where if, if they went on a final month long run with Aaron Rodgers, it could put them in the postseason. Is that kind of the, maybe a best case scenario? You know, I, I think when you look at their schedule, right, I'll give you an example. Their next three games are against the Giants, and the Giants are 1-5, and five, but not very good. Then you play the Chargers at home. I think the Chargers are fraudulent, and their head coach is a joke. That's the game the Jets should win with their defense. And then they play the Raiders. That's their next three. You know, if the Jets can go win their next three, and they're sitting there at 6-3, and three, you look at some of the other games they have on their schedule active. They have home games back-to-back weeks against the Texans and Falcons. They play a game late in the year against the Browns. They play a game, a final game of the regular season against New England. 
there's some winnable games left on their schedule. Now, obviously, the Jets won't win every game because we're still talking about a team that, you know, has some issues at the quarterback spot that have to be worked out. But if they can stay in the mix, Matt, and let's say, you know, you get to the last three games of the year, two games of the year, and, you know, they're, they're, they're in the mix for one of those wild card spots, if Aaron Rodgers can come back, maybe he plays then, or maybe, you know, the craziest thing of all, maybe – yeah, they, they're the seventh seed, and here comes Aaron Rodgers. They his debut wild card weekend on January 15th. So the one thing is for sure, for him to come back, they got to be in the mix. He's not coming back if they're eliminated. So I think it just comes down to where the Jets are once we get to the month of December, if it's even a legitimate conversation to have. You are at the pulse of how Jets fans are feeling. Let's go to that hypothetical situation. Rodgers never appears at all in the regular season uh, again this year after that first game where he got injured. They play well enough to get the final seed. They're going into the playoffs, and Rodgers is healthy. Wilson was the guy that got him there. Are Jets fans in that moment 100% comfortable with Rodgers taking back over? It probably would not be 100%, but I think it'd be 80%. I mean, look, there's there's a segment of Jet fans I like to call them Zach Wilson truthers who will just defend Zach Wilson blindly no matter what, and it's just, it's unbelievable to me. But I think 80% of this fan base is so in love with Aaron Rodgers that if this guy says he's good to go and the, the, the Jets doctors and his own personal doctor actually clear him and he has this unprecedented recovery where, you know, Cam Akers took five months, Rodgers is doing it in, you know, three and a half, four months. It's never been done before. Then – I think most of the fan base would be like, you know what, this guy wants to play, who are we to say no? And we'd be all in, and it'd be one of the most incredible uh, sports stories ever. And it, it would, you know, can a guy win comeback player of the year in the same year he got hurt? Like, that would be that would be the conversation. So I think 80 to 85% of the fan base would be on board with that scenario. Rodgers comes in starts the wild card round, and, and let's see if the Jets can go on a run with Aaron Rodgers. We're chatting with uh, Jake Asman. We've all seen it in professional sports. A new player comes in, and just to fit the the city, the the fans fall in love with them. That's what you're talking about right now with Jets fans and Rodgers. What has Rodgers done? Because for many people in Wisconsin, he had kind of worn out his welcome a little bit there with the Packers. What has he done to have such an overwhelming acceptance from Jets fans, even in a year where he's not really playing? He has just embraced the history of the franchise. The first thing he said at the press conference was he wasn't even asked. He just brought it up. He's like, I'm not wearing number 12 because that's Broadway Joe. That's Joe Namath's number. So he endeared himself right away to maybe the older Jet fan or the Jet fan that was a little hesitant with bringing a guy in because, well, you know, it didn't end well in Green Bay. And, oh, we tried this with Brett Favre, and he got hurt, and and he didn't even want to be there. So just the way he kind of – came in, embraced the history of the Jet franchise, talked about how he loved the roster, he loved the coaching staff, he thinks he can win here. Hey, that Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. You know, we're here to win it all. That's the expectation. Just the way he kind of handled the opening press conference. And then just the way he embraced the city. He's going to playoff games for the Knicks and the Rangers. He's going to the Tony Awards. He's going to Taylor Swift concerts and Ed Sheeran concerts. He just seemed like a guy that was a big city guy that was playing in the NFL's smallest city for his entire career and I I just think he really wanted a fresh start he embraced a new challenge and obviously him going down is one of the most devastating injuries ever but the fact that he's still around the team and he's been so welcoming with Zach Wilson and every Jet fan watched Hard Knocks this summer on HBO and really saw you know his personality behind the scenes how great of a teammate he truly was to the guys in the locker room uh his fan base fell in love with him and we still love him and obviously if he could somehow come back We'd be all for it, but it's setting up for a 2024 season where, it, it, I mean, the storyline, the story for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets is, is certainly not written to this point. There's still a lot of chapters left. Yeah, I, 
I remember watching your post-game show the night of the opener and to think about the tone, what the tone was that night, and to see where the team is at right now, it's it's rather remarkable. It really is. And, you know, being at the game that night, it was one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had as a sports fan. On one hand, I am just devastated. I am crushed. I had a great view of the play, and I just I had a feeling I knew he was done. I saw the way he got up and sat back down, and you could have heard a pin drop in that stadium. It was the most electric pregame atmosphere I've ever seen it September 11th in New York City. So obviously that that date alone, you know, is a huge emotional night in and of itself. And then he comes out of the tunnel with the flag and Thunderstruck is playing. It was just insane in the building. Then he goes down, but the Jets down 10 at halftime have this great comeback and this unbelievable uh, ending with a walk-off punt return. And, you know, for that moment, you, you didn't think about Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. You just the, the stadium was shaking. It was so loud. And then reality sets in, oh, my God, we lost this guy. And you know, then they lose their next two games. After that, you're thinking the season's going to be lost. And you know, here, here they are, back at 500, taking down the Eagles. And Zach Wilson's playing well enough to at least you know, dream of this possibility that we've been talking about of Aaron Rodgers somehow coming back. So it really is amazing. They're 3-3 three and three and the whole morale of the, the fan base. And I think the team is, has been boosted by all this. He is uh, Jake Asman, host of the Jake Asman Show uh, YouTube stream. Also, you hear him on uh, ESPN New York. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Jake Asman. That's A-S-M-A-N. Jake, always appreciate you taking uh, some time with me, and uh, we'll find a reason to get you back on soon. Always enjoy our conversations. Anytime, man. Thanks so much for having me, man. Continue success in your end. Awesome. Thank you. There's uh, Jake Asman joining us on the program. I really um, – so I enjoy – Sometimes listening to people who do things differently than I do them. That's a, that's a, I, it's just, I, I like being challenged by the way other people do things. And the new thing that I look for is people who are really good at these video post games like Jake does. And, and I mentioned we had Bart Weekler on the other day. He does them too. Um, where these are like you know legit radio hosts, but then they do these video streams uh, after games. Uh, we had Brendan Schaefer on; he does a lot for Cardinals games, and I'll um, I'll catch his uh, his YouTube streams after I get done with Cardinals post game and, and hear what people are saying on that. But there's just something about the video stream. You know, not that I'm exactly somebody that uh, is using foul language very often, but when you're in uh, the YouTube world and everything, you don't have to watch what you're saying, and people who are coming on don't have to watch what they're saying and things like that. And I don't know; it's just a it's a very different medium than what we do. I'm still very proud of what we do and I think what's good what we do but I enjoy I I think so often when I go search out sports content whether it's radio whether it's video whatever it might be a lot of times it's people who do things very differently than the way I do things and I find myself really enjoying it and uh, even if I know that that's just not who I am as a broadcaster I really appreciate people who are able to do it and that's uh, part of what I appreciate about uh, Jake so yeah for if you have any connection to the Jets his post-game stuff that he does on YouTube is just absolutely fantastic. All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to change gears in a big way, certainly shift our tone with uh, Irv Muchnick. We're going to talk about uh, football conditioning, the dangers of football conditioning. We're going to do that in just a moment as we continue with a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We are back at it here on a Wednesday evening as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We're back to uh, welcome onto the program via the Quiver River Electric guest line, uh, Irv Muchnick, who uh, wrote, Without helmets or shoulder pads, the American way of death in football conditioning. This is a serious conversation uh, we're about to have. Is uh, Not so much at the uh, NFL level, but certainly college level and very much at the prep level. We do have horrible stories happening on an annual basis where football players, through conditioning and other things that are going on, are actually losing their lives. And uh, Muchnick did a fantastic job in writing this book and going through some of the research. So maybe not a fun conversation, but an important conversation as uh, we welcome him on the program right now. Uh, thank you so much for your time. We should start this. You are a, uh, a St. Louis and you grew up here and you're here on KMOX. So we're really glad to be able to get you on to talk about this. Yeah, back, it's, it's a homecoming for me. Thanks for having me, Matt. What, um, what, mo- like, what was the first thing that happened that motivated you to, to write this where maybe you thought there might be some things to really look at? Well, I'm a muckraker. My previous book was about the traumatic brain injury crisis in football. And, and what I'm trying to do in this book is steer the conversation in a different direction. I think the concussion, chronic traumatic encephalopathy debate has been done to death, and we really haven't moved the needle. The NFL and its $15 billion uh, is very good at manufacturing doubt about the science and in setting up cottage industries like, you know, the better helmet, which is like the better mousetrap, or having, like, return-to-play protocols. It's basically fancy ways of saying, like, how many fingers am I holding up? And what I want to do now is get the public to wrap their heads around the overall public health harm of football. And this is something that affects a large segment of the American male population, not just the elite, you know, glory-seeking uh enrichment-seeking gladiators of our professional spectacles. Uh, every year in this country, one or more teenagers, some of, which, some of whom don't even have legal agency, drop dead without making a single block or tackle in anger, just from over-the-top conditioning drills designed to make them manlier men. And that leads to a whole larger discussion about other areas of football public health harm. And it leads finally, for me, to the question of why this particular extracurricular activity is in our public schools and on our public fields, subsidizing 
this, you know, multi-billion dollar industry and causing harm to the American male population. So is it your belief that football should be essentially dropped from from uh, schools or is it your belief that things should just be done significantly differently? Significantly differently. Look, Matt, football is just too popular. Yeah. Nobody's going to ban it. It's a thrill to play. It's a thrill to watch. It's not going away. But we should consider that you know, there was a time in our country when a heavyweight boxing championship fight would galvanize the nation in the way that Super Bowl Sunday does today. And we no longer have high school boxing teams. So uh, I think that those parents who choose to put their sons into this activity should do so in private clubs, in private facilities, and not have the uh, the uh, K-12 school systems, community colleges, and state universities, and our public healthcare system and our insurance system subsidizing this multi-billion dollar industry. I I can hear the passion in your voice and I and I understand why you're saying what you're saying at at the same time like this Football has become such a big part of culture, uh, and and people and for some for some parts of community, it's about finding a way to get out. It's about finding a way to get a college scholarship. It, it's things it's things like that. So it does. It, whether it's going back to the concussion stuff, what you've got in this book, it really feels like we're at a place right now. We're trying to find a way to get this sport to be as safe as possible, while also recognizing its place in culture. It's not going anywhere. Right. It's a difficult, long conversation. Uh, I just don't think that football is existentially ever going to be safe at a level that it where it does not cause forget about concussions, forget about death, even where it's not going to cause uh, orthopedic damage, neurological damage, brain bleeds, spinal cord injuries, ruptured internal organs and on and on and on. And my point is, with the uh, universal uh, participation in this by so many young men, few of whom have any opportunity really to, uh, to enrich themselves from it, we have uh, uh, higher metrics of opioid abuse, domestic violence, uh, workforce dissatisfaction, lower productivity, and so forth. These are long, complicated discussions that our society has to have and we're starting to have it slowly the problem with football now is that is that it's increasingly becoming something that's done for us for our mass entertainment by marginalized populations there are some school districts that are having a difficult time fielding football teams but those tend to be in socioeconomically more privileged places it's an extremely complicated conversation, and I just want to get it started with this book. Yeah, you mentioned you know how the concussion conversation has gone down a certain path, and it, you know there was a movie and there was the Frontline documentary that had all kinds of controversy uh, around it with the NFL being attached and not being attached. And uh, you, you, I know you get into it in your book uh, uh, how the NFL does work very hard to maybe 
taint or, or color some of the, the data and the investigation. Does that lead you to this as well? Because if a lot of these, you know, I, I think you use the term, you know, think tanks, if a lot of the, the data that's being produced is maybe being pushed in one direction from the machine that is the NFL, you had the opportunity to take more of a neutral uh, stance on it? Oh, no, unquestionably so, uh, Matt. And that's why my previous book was called Concussion, Inc., I think that we have like a concussion industrial complex right now. And we have the NFL in the position of the tobacco companies at the time of the Surgeon General's report in 1964, putting their thumb on the scale of, of, of the research that's being done with their funding power and with their cultural power. And uh, I, I think that um, it's going to take a long time for people to untangle this and realize that these safety measures are not making things more fundamentally safe. They're helping on the margins, but we still have this existentially dangerous forward colliding sport of football that can't really be tweaked meaningfully with a change in this rule or moving the kickoff up to the 35 yard line or, or, uh, uh, and, and another thing is, is when you get down to the prep level and the Pop Warner level, is how can you pencil out societal priorities in a rational way? We know that we can't have a medevac helicopter at every single game and every single practice of football at every level. So it, if you're just going to keep throwing money at it and not really changing things, Maybe we need to talk about downsizing, not banning, but downsizing this extraordinarily popular sport. Uh, really appreciate your time, and I again, it's the um, it's the passion you have for this that makes me uh, appreciate it. And uh, the name of the book is "Without Helmets or Shoulder Pads: The American Way of Death in Football Conditioning." And uh, I do hope uh, I hope this gets more of a conversation started because I think you're right when you talk about the concussion conversation kind of got stalled. Uh, but thank you so much for uh, taking time. I assume people can get the book Amazon, local uh, book resellers. What's the best way to uh, get a copy of this? Yeah, get it at your local bookstore, get it at Amazon. You can find it various ways to order at my website, which is concussioninc, C-O-N-C-U-S-S-I-O-N-I-N-C dot net. He is uh, Irvin Munchnick. Hey, thanks so much for taking this time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Really appreciate it. All right, very good. Again, uh, without helmets or shoulder pads, the American way of death in football conditioning. Again, not a fun conversation. Football's not going anywhere. How do we make the game safer? You start making the game safer by understanding what's leading to tragedies, and I think this book does uh, lead to some of that. All right, one more break. We'll come back, and uh, our guy Brad Young, he's in the house. He's got at your service tonight from uh, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. He'll cheer us up a little bit after sort of a uh, not exactly a cheery conversation right there. We'll talk with Brad coming up in uh, just a few moments as we roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's sports voice. KMOX. It's your turn in here. I am the attorney. Just a few minutes left in this edition of Sports Overland. This is our second Law & Order reference today because we were talking about uh, Angie Harmon earlier today when we had uh, 
uh, Will Leach on. Welcome back in. Brad Young's in the house. He's got at your service this evening from uh, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Always enjoy chatting a little bit before uh, you get going with your show. How are you? Thank you, sir. Doing well. Doing well. No complaints. The uh, Astros lead the Rangers right now 4-0. That game is in the third, so not a great day for Max Scherzer. Rangers lead that series uh, 2-0. But I know uh, we were just talking uh, off air a little bit. Uh, you had some thoughts on, on Dusty Baker and I, what well, he's done. I do, and and I grew up watching Dusty Baker and, and when he was with the Cubs uh, – and it, there was a great rivalry between Dusty Baker and Tony Larusa, and so it, during that though, uh, I, I got to know Dusty Baker. I mean, I was just reading about him, but today I was reading an article about him possibly rumors that he might go to the Giants in the off season. But I, I guess my question is: here is a guy who's close to seventy five, mm-hmm. and not necessarily him in particular, but what is it from your perspective? that makes a great manager. And and here's the reason why I'm asking the question. I'm fascinated by concepts of leadership, whether it's in politics, whether it's in business, in sports, it could be in church organizations, it could be in Boy Scouts, okay? But leadership is critical for any organization to thrive. And what is it, from your perspective, managerially? Uh, Because managers do lots of things. They choose the lineup, they motivate the players, they decide when to pull the pitchers, they, they've got all of these responsibilities, but what is it, in your opinion, makes a good manager? It's relational. It is 100% relational. And when you look at a Dusty Baker, when you look at a Bruce Bochy who manages mm-hmm. the Rangers and he's kind of an older guy as well, those guys aren't winning a lot of games because they're old-school baseball guys. Those guys are winning a lot of games because – they know how to lead players. They know how to make players feel like they're cared for. Uh, the Astros are as forward-thinking of an organization as exists when it comes to using data, using analytics, all of that. And when it comes to baseball decisions, my belief is a lot of those decisions are being made before the game, and it's Dusty's job to to go through with them. His job is to be the the dad leading that group, and maybe exactly. I'm I'm simplifying it a little bit too much, but that's Dusty's greatest strength, his ability to connect on a personal level with every single player that he leads. And, and to me, that's so key, and I'm glad you said that, Matt, because I, I remember reading once an interview with uh, with Phil Jackson, and he said that you know he how could he teach some of the greatest baseball player or uh, basketball players who've ever played? How is he going to make them any better? He's not. But he said that his job is to motivate the team to reach a goal, not to show them how to play basketball. And I thought, you know, that's 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 really true in, in most organizations where you've got talented people who know what to do. Your job is to help them do it better. Yeah. And apparently Dusty does that. He's as good as it is. Uh, it was so much fun last year at the winter meetings watching him walk around and how happy everybody was for him that he had won the World Series as a manager. And that just it, it went to show the kind of guy he is. So that's yeah, there's a lot of old school baseball people who hate the idea that, you know, data is unbiased. There's no when when True. when numbers are being spit out, there's no there, there's there's no taint to it. And a lot of decisions that are made in baseball games can be based off the odds-on 
probability of something happening, go with that. So what you need in a manager is someone who can really relate to players and lead and motivate and do all those things. And those that's why some of these old school guys are coming back. That's where yeah. that's how they got through their career, being able to connect with players. Right, because if it were just a numbers game, if it was 100% a numbers game, then you could have a laptop with an AI program manage a baseball team. And yet that can't happen no. because a laptop – with an AI program, can never motivate players. And to me, that's the key. Dusty does it great. You can list a whole bunch of other managers that do it greatly. Uh, but but it's not just sabermetrics. It's not just the numbers, although those are important. But it's that connection between leadership and those being led. And I just thought that he's a fantastic example of someone who's perfected that. What do you have coming up tonight on At Your Service? Uh, we've got lots of stuff. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go through some of the legal issues of the day. But actually, we're going to talk to an astrophysicist friend of mine coming up in the like the second segment, talking about the asteroid that we brought back from uh, uh, space. We're going to talk about are we going to be going to another planet? All kinds of things coming up tonight. All right. We will be listening uh, tomorrow here on Sports Open Line. will be a little bit short because we've got Thursday night football. So just 6 to 6.30 tomorrow. But uh, up for the next two hours, you want to listen to Brad Young. He is at your service, and that's on the way next. Thanks so much for uh, being tuned in this evening. Thanks to all my guests who are on today as well. This was a uh, really fun show. Uh, certainly appreciate being tuned in on every night basis. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on KMOX. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.